Welcome to Midnight Menu Plus One. I'm Ray Kanata. And I'm Margot Moss. Midnight Menu Plus One is a food lifestyle show on the podcast network, itsneworleans.com. Each week on Midnight Menu Plus One, Margot and I invite a member of New Orleans' restaurant and food community to join us. And we invite them to bring along their own guest, the Plus One. We never know who the Plus One's going to be. Sometimes it's a friend, a neighbor, a family member, or a fellow restaurant colleague. Well, special guest tonight, Margot, on Minute Menu Plus One is Rob Bechtel of Nola Smokehouse, one of my favorites. Can't wait. And if you're hungry for more Midnight Menu Plus One than we can dish up here, we have all kinds of extra stuff on our website, itsneworleans.com. You can check out our blog, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, or just Google Midnight Menu Plus One, and we come right up. Midnight Menu is brought to us tonight by Petite Pet Care. If your pet needs to be fed, walked, or looked after while you're at work or on vacation and you don't want a bored Fido or Fifi, Petite Pet Care has you covered. For love and care when you're not there, Petite Pet Care. Find them at PetitePetCare.com, P-E-T-I-T-P-E-T-C-A-R-E.com. That's PetitePetCare.com. Okay, Margo, I'm really looking forward to talking with our special guest tonight, uh, Rob Beckhold. But before we uh, do that, let's catch up on this week's culinary adventures. Uh, do you eat, do you eat anything worth uh, reporting? Any? Well, I have. I, I've been um, eating at some of the same places that I love, like uh, the Korea House on Claiborne. Yeah, I've been, I've been right, right. We have them as our key. guests, great yeah. people. Yeah. So, um, what what have you been eating? I haven't had anything totally new. Uh, well, only, my only new thing that jumps to mind first was uh, I think it's is it called Del Fuego. What do, we, what do we call that place? Do you know? It's just Fuego. Well, it says Fuego on that beautiful okay. sign with a flame on it, but isn't I that don't Spanish know. Spanish for flame, isn't it? Fuego. I don't know. I don't mm. know Spanish. <laughs> I'm All not right. sure. Yeah. But it was. Uh, I thought it was Mexican food. You ate there, right? Yeah, but I mean, they speak Spanish in Mexico, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm pretty but sure of that one. but I yeah. I'm clarifying it's Mexican food Mexican right? food is what I understood it to be that, that what sure did you tasted eat? like it I had a uh, I got the um, burrito with all kinds of great stuff in it my wife got the tacos you get like a set of three soft tacos and but the th- meat I mean it was all great it was solid good delicious um, mine was um, was like the carnitas and she, I think she got the um, oh, what'd she get now I can't remember but it was just awesome but um, uh, the margaritas to me were the most standout I really like the margaritas a lot so that might it would be worth going there even if you already ate dinner and you want to just go there for the margaritas it might be worth it but the the dinner was fantastic um i got uh i thought they were really kind of uh bold flavored but like um uh you know strong but not harsh you know i i really really liked them a lot everybody agreed and they were good size sometimes you get some margaritas that can be a little skimpy you Mm -hmm. know well i have to go back and try the margaritas because i went after our show that's a few right. weeks yeah, ago, yeah, we when talked we about it on the show when you ran out and went, right? Yeah, I went. I was so interested, and I went late night. So they stay open pretty late for a restaurant. Yeah, how late do they stay? Well, I didn't get there till nine thirty. Oh wow! So on a Monday night, so right, right. I, I think eleven, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. That's I, great. We should check with that. <laughs> but yeah, um, and it was great, uh, but we, I didn't drink. So I'll have to go back and try the margarita. Was it exotic margaritas or just? Lots of margaritas. I had like these watermelon infused things and all these other different kinds of fancy frou-frou ones. I just got the house margarita on the rocks with salt, like regular. But tradition. It was, yeah, real traditional. But yeah, people we were with, we went with a, with a bunch of people and they all got some fancy ones and they were great too. My wife got, got two or three or four and they oh, were great. Cool. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to get to our guest, Rob. Yes. So let's. Uh... Yeah, Rob is, um, he was the sous chef at K-Paul's. 
right? One of the one, kind of one of the key jobs you could have in the, in the, in the city uh, with Paul Prudhomme. And then he left it to start a barbecue place. Probably an insane career move, but then uh, it turned out he, he won um, it won barbecue of the year. It's first year open, I think, for New Orleans Magazine. And I think it, I think it's fantastic. I really we, we just absolutely love it. I'm crazy for it. Great. Well, let's, uh, yeah, let's bring uh, him on. All right. Welcome. Rob Bechtold. Hey, good to have you doing? here. Well, thanks for having us. Thanks for joining us tonight. Appreciate it. Now, um, Rob, I our crack team of researchers have done a little research. Uh oh. Really, and <laughs> honestly, no, not really. Right, right. But um, I, um, I'm not a big Twitter person, mm-hmm. so I don't understand everything. But I, I did see that Nola Smokehouse has a Twitter account. Yes. And I would love to know about a few things that you have um, put on there, if okay. you could share with. Um, I'm curious uh, what Buddhist heart means <laughs> uh, and death squad. Sure. And there. Oh, and bonsai. Bonsai. Yes. Those are my hashtags on on my Twitter account. Um, start off with the Buddhist heart is is um, I strive to have a Buddhist heart. And it's kind of weird being in barbecue <laughs> and a lot of meat and uh, a lot of smoke and stuff like that. But uh, I started that before I uh, found my Buddhist path. And uh, so that's that's where the Buddhist heart comes from. Uh, Death Squad is Wait, a you have to give up meat then. Probably, no, right? I, I, I tried for a little bit. Don't and, get too religious. And I, I, d- I didn't like it too much. <laughs> <laughs> I, went and, uh, the I went and saw the Dalai Lama when he was in town. All right. And uh, someone asked him, is it okay to eat meat? And uh, he said, uh, pork is a beautiful animal. So uh, <laughs> that's kind of an ambiguous answer, though. Yeah, yeah. It, is it too beautiful to kill or is it um, uh, he, beautiful he, to eat? He eats meat. So, oh, uh, that's good. All right. So he, good. All right, he was set. saying it was a delicious, uh, good. long a live. Delicious thing, so. <laughs> Wait, so did you really thing. try and give up meat? Or are you joking? I, I, I did. I tried for uh, twice in my life. Uh, once when I was an adult and once when I was 17. I did my term paper on factory farming. And that really uh, gave me some insight on uh, the way animals are treated in this industry. And it, uh, I wasn't really full-fledged chef at that point. I was just kind of cooking. And it kind of made me uh, have a reverence for each one of those chickens that I, I messed up or didn't mess up. Uh, I wanted to treat those animals with uh, respect. So that's what I got out of it. And you're honoring uh, the food you're cooking today, right? I mean, you, yeah. it's a it's a... Is there a ritual to it that um, you I, I, I go with all fresh products. I, I don't mess with anything like that. Uh, I was going uh, free range for a little while. The price range just got a little out of my out of my price range. Uh, going into the summer, we had some uh, pork issues that happened with some piglets over the spring that really rose uh, pork prices, um, and so we had to make some adjustments. But we go with fresh products. We treat it right, and we use every piece of it from tip to the bottom of the brisket nothing goes to waste nice um okay so bonsai bonsai is a hobby of mine and uh, also the name of one of my cats <laughs> he's a, he's a, he's a, he was the run of a litter and and he just happened to be called bonsai and he never really got any bigger so only um, thing i know about bonsai is mr miyagi from karate kid well is that there? was my first yeah, that, okay. that's all, everybody's first <laughs> taste of bonsai right, right. So that's I my last that taste of really bonsai good. too like what what, what, right. what else should i know about bonsai? do you do you uh actually perform the 
the creating of the, yeah well, you I, I, can I, I, tra- I train them and then that's just through pruning them and wiring them and stuff like that i fell into it in dc after katrina we bounced around a little bit and we were in dc for a little while and i was at a real stressful job i was expediting i was executive shoes the executive sous chef at ocean air and uh, uh-huh. they would do $56,000 nights, and it was wow. just crazy. Um, to relax from that and to bring myself down, I started messing with these little trees and little shrubs. And so in the middle of dinner time, you'd break away and <laughs> yeah, work on the exactly. bonsai for a little <laughs> bit. Go into the office and say, hey, I need to do with my bonsai. I'll, I'll, I'll You're joking, so, right? Yeah. I'm okay. <laughs> I'm a little Hobby gullible. after work. Hobby yeah. after work. So how many trees do you have currently? Currently I have eight, eight okay. I believe, yeah. So you continue to do it, is it, and it's a meditative process, or is it, uh, I, I mean, it's relaxing? It, I, I find everything's a meditative process, <laughs> every, every uh, walk, uh, every step I take in life. But uh, bonsai Beautiful. is definitely one of those. Um, I, I kind of feel like they depend on me. Um, I brought them to the restaurant, not to be fashionable, but because I stay there when I'm smoking. I, I sleep in my office. I'm there 24 hours a day, and I couldn't give them the attention that they needed at home. Huh. Uh, they need to be watered once, twice a day sometimes in the summertime. Does the smoke affect them? Um, it hasn't so far. Not, <laughs> not in a bad way. So. <laughs> you know, like I've heard that like when there's forest fires, certain kinds of trees will like start, right. uh, le- you know, letting loose right, a lot right. of seed and stuff. Are you going to have like a bunch of bonsai growing everywhere? Because so smoke. <laughs> yeah. that, that'd be really cool. <laughs> yeah. uh, some uh, customer said, are, "Are you trying to um, supply your own firewood? You just, <laughs> just start real small. Really you know, small. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. That's cute. For the elves <laughs> in the neighborhood. <laughs> right, the elves." Okay, and uh, one last thing, just because I, I don't know what it is, and maybe other people don't mm-hmm. either. What is Death Squad? Death Squad is a, a podcast uh, family that Joe Rogan started, um, uh-huh. and he's, he's up to 400 podcasts now. Um, it, was a, it was a big influence on what started me on my spiritual path, and, and uh, some things happened with my family and stuff like that. But listening to those programs and knowing that there was another 40-something guy out there that, hey, you know, said that, you know, you can eat well, you can take care of your body, you can, you know, you can smoke a little marijuana and you're still going to be okay. Nice. Um, (laughs) I'm going to have to listen to that. It sounds... Yeah, he's he's really... Uh, pushing it death squad the the entire family itself is a bunch of different podcasts uh joey diaz he's part of it so kind of um, like uh it's new orleans the ino network just uh <laughs> not as cool as us yeah sure exactly yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly that's exactly what i was thinking they're trying to compensate with the with the cool name but yeah right um <laughs> the death squad name came from opie and anthony they uh joe rogan does a lot of ufc stuff so he came in one time and he was like, oh, look at Joe Rogan with his desk squad. Uh-huh. And it just kind of stuck as a podcast family name. So uh-huh. it's nothing malicious. <laughs> now, you smoke a lot of pot. How much pot do you smoke? Oh, I, I, uh, I, I, the only smoking I'm doing is on the pits. So <laughs> that's where I leave all my smoking. Okay. Because well, you said you got the, inspired by the by the yeah I, I love I love the freedom and I think everybody has the freedom to do whatever the hell they want to do. All right. Here, here. Um, speaking of smoking, let's uh, talk about Wait, what you do idea. at. Wait a second, I just got an idea just now. Don't mean to interrupt. Uh, marijuana. You could could you smoke Uh-oh. meat with marijuana? 
And you could get hungrier as you eat it. That's what I'm saying, right. <laughs> right? You know, sort of like putting the peanuts out in the bar, right, or whatever. This could be it. like, yeah, it could be. I think we've just come up with something. You pay for it, come see me sometime <laughs> after midnight, and we'll work something out. Yeah. <laughs> We'll promote that on the show and have a... Uh, that was worth interrupting you, wasn't it? Sure, <laughs> absolutely. Okay. Sorry about in, in, that. In two years, it might be a thing down here. You never know the way it's moving in the country. So. Right now in Colorado, somebody just put a sign out in front of their place <laughs> as this uh, as this hits the air, right? That's wow. awesome. Okay, I'm obs- I guess I'm obsessing a little bit about Twitter, but I just want to ask you a serious question mm-hmm. about it. Now, did you get into Twitter before you were doing pop-ups or yes. as you were doing um, I started the Twitter account with our first uh, restaurant endeavor, Smoking Buddha Barbecue. And uh, through that, um, I kept the Twitter name after Smoking Buddha dissolved, and I turned it into Nola Smokehouse. I think we might have had 500 followers at that time. Now we're up to 2,500. Wow. And, and it's a lot of local people. It's a lot of foodies. It's a lot of fans that support us every week that keep us some sustainable. Of, some of them are here. we got a yes. large crowd here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and um, does twi- how do you feel that has affected your business? I mean, is it more of something that's fun for you, And um, but does it actually inform people about what you're doing, and do you recommend that to other entrepreneurs? It is a direct contact that I can have with my guest. Um, through a Twitter feed, through specials, through stuff like that. If it wasn't for Twitter and social media, we wouldn't be here now. Hmm. Um, it, it totally helped us with pop-ups to be sustainable. Hmm. It helped us uh, create enough buzz to where people came out and tried us behind a coffee shop to eat barbecue on a Sunday night. <laughs> oh, I remember you were behind PJ's. That's where I first we used to go to. That's where we got yeah. uh, Sarah uh, did our, the article, and we got the best barbecue in New Orleans uh, overall. Right, and, right. Uh, that's when some investors came out, and uh, we were able to get brick and mortar from that article. Oh, really? Yeah. How exciting! Did not know that. Yep. Okay. Wow. Yeah, because I mean, the spot you're in is exactly <coughs> the 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 you know what people think of as be the most visible spot. Sure. I mean, you're on Jackson's Great Street, but it's not right. the well traveled part of it off the of magazine, and yeah. and uh, but you but. People, so much buzz being created. And I guess a lot of that's coming through social media, huh? Through social media, and we're just uh, watching the food. It's yeah, uh, great we, product. We, we have four hands making it, and that's the little tr- truth. That's why we sell out a lot. We can. We're only as big as we can be right now. You know, mm. in the future might be hold something different, but I'm going to make sure that everything I put on that plate is perfect, and the people are happy when they leave. Well, Rob, um, I would love to, we want to hear more about your history of how you got to NOLA Smokehouse and more about that, but it's, um, we need to get to the part of the show where we have you invite your plus one, your mystery guest, and we do not know who Rob's plus one is going to be. It could be his uh, Twitter, uh, you know, biggest Twitter fan or, you know, co-worker, family member, so... uh, Will you New please issue. tell us who your guest is tonight? It's my uh, only co-worker, and it's my, <laughs> my wife, Emily Bechtold. So. Oh, welcome. Hi, thank you. Welcome, Thanks Emily. for coming, Emily. Thanks for having me. So I, I would like to hear a little bit why you brought Emily. Besides her being your co-worker and your wife, I'd like to know, uh, wh- when, y'all, when did y'all meet? I want to say it was sometime in 2002. Yeah, I was sous chef at Foodies, and she was working in the pastry department. And we uh, both had to get there at 5 a.m. 
and uh, ah. I was uh, I was always grumpy and <laughs> miserable, and she always came in with the biggest, prettiest smile. Uh, and I asked her to date, and you know, twelve years later, here we are. So, yeah. now, how awesome. can you be cheerful at five in the yeah. morning? Yeah, what's wrong with you, Rob? Was that it, or you love your job <laughs> yeah. so much? I just just a happy person, I guess. All right. Wow. So you were working in pastries, and um, yes. What was that like working at Foodies? And uh, it was great. Foodies was a, an amazing place. Um, I met, you know, with Rob. It was we just met one morning. I think the second week I was there, and you know, he made it fun. You know, he was always nice and joked around, and that made you know work a little bit better. And it was great. Yeah, Foodies was a kick. It was a uh, it was a lot of hard work, a lot of heavy lifting, and um, I'm sorry it's not still around they put out some good food over there mm. will, you, will you share a little bit about what foodies was and what you did sure. yeah it was uh, i was a sous chef there and it was pretty much uh, where you could come and grab some food to go uh you could grab uh it was the commander's palace people put it on so you could come and get really great gumbo really good turtle soups uh anything in the deli case they had uh, extensive cheese um, all kind of uh, alcohols and liquors, of course, and uh, and some really great pastries. They also had a artisan bread department that you could get fresh bread there all day long, hot coming out of the oven. Mm -hmm. So it was a really cool. Uh, it was ahead of its time. Yeah, it I really think. was. Really, yes. I mean, I I can't imagine why. To me, that would be the only reason why. What it was timing. Yeah, because I think so. It, uh, were you, um, no, I wasn't around for foodies. It must have closed down with Katrina. Is it was right next to Dorniak's. No, it closed down before then. Before yeah. then. Oh, okay. And, it's, and it stood, um, the property stood vacant for a long time. Within right. the past two years, they started developing it. Mm -hmm. Do you think that the location was part of the problem with, it's, I mean, maybe being in the It's really suburb? hard to speculate. Um, I don't know what was going on, you know, behind the scenes. On a managerial level, I was mm. only so high. So I think maybe, you know, that has some things to do with it. Location has some things to do with it. I know on our side, the food was always tight. And, uh, you know, I amazing. tasted that line it twice was. a day, mm -hmm. every day. So, wow. <laughs> I mean, sure so now how long until uh, you all were married after that? Ooh. We married in oh. We got married in oh six, six yeah. I believe. Okay, six. well, so y'all worked there mm -hmm. and... Um, is that when you had your uh, restaurant? Did y'all go in business together in Metairie? No, or we uh, there was a we we uh, after that we uh, moved around to a couple of places in in New Orleans, and then Katrina came. Were you along. K Pauls at one point? Uh, yeah, so when we came that. back to New Orleans, we w right. we went to Vermont, we went to D.C., we were in Florida. It took us six years to get back home, but oh. as the Long entire time. time I was watching the culinary scene. I was listening to Fitz Morris. I was watching the culinary scene and I just saw that there was this hole of barbecue. Mm -hmm. And I was like, if yeah. I can get home and fill that hole, we might be successful. And I was like, and then it, it was a race against the clock. You know, it's like, how can I get home? What can I do to get home? Mm -hmm. How can we start this up? Hooked up with K Paul's, thankfully, and he, he, he uh, supported us and, 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 and guided me. Some of the chefs in there, uh, like Chef Cannon, told me, he was like, man, he was like, don't get stuck here. Do your own thing because yeah. you only got so much time. You know, and I was starting to read about Colonel Sanders, and he was 40 years old, <laughs> and he was <laughs> chicken. And I was like, hey, man, maybe I can do it, you know. 
worked with some really great chefs in the city, took the things that they taught me, tried yeah. to make some money for my own family. And now oh. we're doing it, just her and I, four hands, and selling well, out every day well, without a sign. there was a time sign. maybe like four years ago where I counted, there was something like six barbecue places in the whole city. People yeah. think this is the South, but it's not in terms of barbecue at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's some, it's gotten much, much more diverse, right? right? But I mean, there was a time a few years ago where it was hard to find any barbecue sure. in the city, never mind be choosy about it. And uh, and you guys stepped in at that point, and that's when you opened the Smoking Buddha. Smoking Buddha barbecue. Yeah, yeah. right. And now, is your style of barbecue has it evolved from Smoking Buddha to today, or is it? Um, I think more in, I think in some ways uh, I had a partner, another partner in Smoking Buddha that was more. Um, he had a lot more culinary influences than than. You know, I have now at, at at Nola Smokehouse. Everything in Nola Smokehouse is mine from from top to bottom. Uh, so having to deal with a partner who has some culinary ideas that doesn't come from a culinary background, it, it was it was kind of a change. But going into Nola Smokehouse, we wanted to bring a regionality to barbecue that wasn't in the city, and I didn't see Voodoo taking up that moniker or the joint. Not to call anybody out, but. New Orleans is great in all culinary aspects. We should dominate at barbecue also. There's no reason we shouldn't. And we all share some of the things you create for people uh, who haven't been there yet. Like, tell us about what what a day looks like and what y'all are putting out there and the flavors. And Well, our day actually starts pretty early. You know, we start smoking about 7 o'clock in the morning. You know, we put the meat on and then... We start our sides. We vary. We do potato salad, your basic country potato salad. We do a Steen's cane coleslaw, which mm. is really good. Yeah, it's really good. It's not too mayonnaise You know, it's not really sweet. It's kind of in the middle. And um, we do our sweet corn spoon bread, which is probably our <laughs> <laughs> Your everybody. fans just, yes. just uh, <laughs> let out a sigh back there. Yeah. So Marty and Lisa, your two biggest uh, barbecue <laughs> yes. fans. Yeah. It's actually everybody's favorite side. I mean, I make so much of it and i sell it out now what's what's, what's what, dis- what distinguishes okay. spoon bread from uh regular cornbread what's what, um, what it's makes kind it spoon of like bread? a custard between a custard and spoon bread kind of mixed together and it was, it was rob's grandmother's recipe and it was a casserole dish and, mm-hmm. and that's how they would do things back then they were just well you grew up in georgia right grew up in so georgia. this is a georgia kind of thing too right right okay. she would uh she would take it and then um mix it with her buttermilk and uh, mm. eat it as a dessert. Mm-hmm. You know, that's some that's some country right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I so like the uh was it the gardenia that you do too? That's the really cool. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah. That was, we that did that. Good. I do homemade pickles. Um, yeah. we do the bacon brownie sometimes. Mm-hmm. We're gonna be Whoa. having a barbecue baklava this week. Okay, uh, now Thursday. what's slow down? What's barbecue baklava? <laughs> you got to be the only one in the world that's ever made barbecue bar- baklava. Something that we tried. Yeah, you know, just the normal. I do the phyllo dough with like a honey butter, um, and then I do a smoked apple butter, and then the pulled pork with some of our sweet sauce in it and some um, toasted pecans, and I just layer it. Lisa's starting to cry back is there. You should have brought some. Emily, <laughs> is that a homage to? B- having pastry background or I'm is it a, a family bit. i mean do nope. you have any ethnic any Greeks? influence no <laughs> no nope, nope. turks not they want to make just chefs that uh, yeah. that want to bring it and sometimes you know it gets kind of boring just smoking a brisket or yes. you know roasting a pork butt you know perfectly you know sometimes we need to do something yeah. to 
have a little fun and that's that's where the barbecue balcava mm-hmm. came from just having fun Gr- having fun and being creative yeah. and um yes right. yep. nice well, after you tried the, the pot smoking uh, uh, meat next time, <laughs> that's my last day. I'll, we'll, get, we'll give you some more ideas of things you can smoke and yeah, barbecue, right? Wow. Um, will you, um, will y'all uh, tell everyone, I mean, we're going to have information sure. on our website, but will you tell everyone your hours and yeah. where you're located? And Right now, we're seven days a week open for catering you can call us and let us know we just need 72 hours advance notice and i can smoke anything for any amount of party uh we're open to the public three days a week right now thursday friday and saturday from 11 o'clock until we sell out i try to stay open at least until five sometimes we sell out as early as two um july 4th it was one o'clock with all the catering and everything Mm -hmm. else uh we're very limited just because we have limited pit space um nolasmokehouse.com is a good way to get in touch with us that has all, all our twitter feed facebook account and uh email all that good stuff and what's the address 739 jackson avenue the corner of annunciation and jackson so between cool. chopper tools and magazine on That's jackson right. yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the red, red building the, yep the red brick building yep, no sign used to be <laughs> no used to be green <laughs> and yellow before you right but did you know? yeah, remember that Finger yeah you used to have the golf wings. cart uh yeah, you used to have the golf yeah. cart out front <laughs> Did y'all know that there is a bonsai yes. store on mm-hmm. Jackson? Okay. Yeah, so we, you, Guy, we, we get our soil mm-hmm. from Guy. So okay, Guy, cool. Guy Gidry, a little shout out. So. Yeah, it's a Guy. cool little spot. <laughs> such yeah, a nice if, guy. if if uh, you ask real nice, he'll let you go around back and see some of his banyan trees that are, uh, one of them's I think, 100 plus years old. Yeah. So Beautiful. Yeah, so. Yeah, that, some interest. Now that's an interesting kind of uh, diverse neighborhood right there too. That 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 part of the neighborhood there, right? It's kind of um, you right near the what used to be St. Thomas right mm-hmm. there and Tenth, all that. And Tenth then Ward, also, I found out. Right, yeah, and then also Irish Channel, Irish Channel, stuff, Lower which is, Garden. Yeah, so you got a lot, a lot of different, different cultures kind of yeah. coming together in that spot. What's that like? It's uh, really neat. We get some locals in there. We get the foodies in there. We get the hipsters. We get the punks from downtown it's uh get the neighbors the er- old neighbors everybody loves a barbecue everybody everybody loves meat and uh a lot of people just uh follow the their nose and they smell the smoke and because uh-huh. because once i start on wednesday i don't stop <laughs> you know that it's just always follow smoking, the nose always mm-hmm. smoking yeah if anybody literally said that like i was riding my bike i had no idea you existed right. you know i was four blocks away and i That's smelled it. something really good and i just <laughs> uh i kept following it till i found this place it's that north shore hickory and cherry this would get some <laughs> really yeah Oh, man. It's wood from the North Shore? Yes, man. Yes. Old grocery trees. Yeah. Nice. Wonderful. They're even local down to my wood. How about that? Nice. <laughs> <laughs> now, you say you smoke anything. Like, what's the weirdest thing you've smoked? Like, you've ever, you ever done, like, um, like roadkill? <laughs> like, uh, I don't know. Like I've done beef heart. Beef uh, heart. There we go. There we, that's, um, that's on the weird side. And we did uh, beef heart tacos at the Avenue Pub. One. Yep. Yes, nice. we did. Yeah. We did snails, too. We've done uh, smoke escargot. Now, you were at Avenue Pub. Uh, as a pop-up there? Or as were a you pop-up. Okay, okay. Yeah. So you weren't like the regular kitchen in there. Mm, right after Janita's left. Uh, right, right. Craig's and all that. Yeah, exactly. right, right. Sundays so and Mondays. Yeah, we jumped in there for a little bit and just trying to feed the people uptown. That's why I wanted to get uptown. And I got as close as I could with uh, <laughs> our budget. And uh, and we've been able to hang on so far. So we're in going into our fourth month. And 
and just that's amazing. Just You've only it. been four months. Only been four months. Yeah, that's nuts. Okay. And it's twice as long so as Buddha lasted. Wait a so second. Really <laughs> you won Best Barbecue then from Norrell's from magazine a from a pop up. It wasn't even. I, I didn't even realize that. That wasn't even your brick and mortar yet. That's yeah. that's crazy. Yeah. That's a little. Well, that just shows amazing. that your what y'all are putting out is right. great, and it it's not about. Uh, just the walls and and right. where you're doing it, p- right. and people will find you if you, if you <laughs> move on to the next. Yeah, it's really really cool. Awesome. And I knew New Orleans. If we could get home, the people would support us. I knew it. Great. Yes, you were right. Well, y'all, we have this uh, part of the show called Off the Menu, where uh, we ask you a tasty question okay. or a question that uh, you would not get at a job interview (laughs) it's a little um so uh i'd like to ask you rob uh what would you do if the cia asked you to poison a foreign dignitary if it would stop a war I'm challenging your Buddhist heart (laughs) here wasn't this like yeah wasn't this an episode on 24 last week i think yeah (laughs) And if it's too painful, this isn't really abstract. You, Margot has a real right. reason for asking you this. Yeah. Right. <laughs> no, 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 yes, I, uh, the CIA has been secretly thinking uh, about. Uh, She's trying to transition to uh, to, to l- less assassinations, but um, they keep pulling her back in. <laughs> um, I think I'd have to look at my own karma and how how that would affect me personally, and even though uh, it might stop a war. I would have to still be responsible for my own karma. So I would want to do no damage to any other sentient being. Okay. So. All right. So everybody else can die. Thank but you. You're, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so you're right, not going right. to come back as a caterpillar Come on, in the next That was life. a beautiful <laughs> moment, and you have to <laughs> ruin it. He had a, he w- it was such an enlightened statement. No, you didn't yeah. ruin it. I'm sorry. I just well, like to blame depends you. It depends on which side of the war you're on, I guess. <laughs> yes, that's true. <laughs> no, that was good. All, All right, right. I got one for you, Emily. Okay. She's um, nervous now. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Do you believe in ghosts? Yes. And why? There's a lot of unknowns out there, and I personally haven't seen any, but other people say they have, and, you know, I'm kind of open to it. Has anybody close to you ha- shared an experience or in mm. anywhere that y'all you have been that you... Not that I can recall... But I, I definitely feel that they're out there, for sure. All right. Okay. <laughs> you don't y'all, think so, y'all. Rob? Well, uh, you, you I'm know, open to everything. <laughs> <laughs> There's a chance you'll see one in this place. <laughs> this is a little, little ghostly over here. This is good, good setting. Okay. Well, um, I have another question. Yes. Not, not. This is. We're done off the menu. No. You're okay, okay with that? <laughs> I have a legitimate question. Now you're wearing this really cool hat. It looks like it's got a little figurine on the top. I don't know quite a right. baseball cap. Can right. you tell me what that is and um, why you're wearing it? I I often wear a uh, light on my hat, and it's so I can ah, cook a barbecue in the middle of the night. Uh, it's just me there, and I take the meat on and off the pits when it's ready. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> I get I get a lot of questions about it, but I tried uh, taking it off, and I'm very uh, forgetful, and I 
always forget where I put it and I would lose it. So it's better if I just leave it on there. Sometimes I'll go to a fast food restaurant and say that I'm a secret customer. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I might want to get some hot fries. Yeah. So <laughs> it, it has some uh, advantages in some different Doesn't ways. Doesn't that one of those so. GoPros or something? Doesn't that, that's what it sort of looks like, right? Right, right. Little, yeah. So it can pass as a camera, too. So. Wow. All right. You, well, you know, you can market that. That could help re- generate some more revenue for another hey. smoker or something. I'll, I'll add it to my list. To, uh, some other some other <laughs> restaurants. Um, so, I h- how often do you have to sleep at work? I heard you say you sleep at work every night. Yeah, I, I start on Wednesday night and I I go home Saturday after we finish service. Whoa, wait, hold on a second. So. Time out. So you you sleep every night from Wednesday to Saturday at mm-hmm. your place, right? Because somebody has okay to man the that, man the pit. I mean, so yes, because you know he has to make sure the food is tight and some people you know, have a staff mistakes. it's this <laughs> the weird thing in kitchens and, and they actually have people and employees and we're just not there we're, yet yeah <laughs> but real that's shoestring budget f- and uh that's wait so you go but home the food Emily, doesn't always taste behind. as good if yeah. somebody if you have a staff i guess you can be night watchman too you know and make right sure uh, nobody i don't know what they break in to steal in a uh, it, barbecue place but right I'm, I'm definitely my own security there so <laughs> it's, it's a it's just a don't tell thing. him you're a buddhist and you don't want to hurt him right okay. right <laughs> i'm a pacifist but uh, you better would, stay away i would kill him with loving kindness <laughs> yes. but what is the process that it takes i mean i'm just i'm not knowledgeable so mm-hmm. can you tell me do you you marinate the food for hours we and do a dry rub a dry and, rub and that's a uh, just a way we do it and we put a dry rub on it we throw it on the pits we smoke it until it's done. We take it off. We hold it in a crest cord until we sell it all. And then we start all over And again. that takes all night to smoke it, and you do it 18-plus slow- hours mm-hmm. for for the rounds of meat that okay, we're Okay, wait, wait a second. So then if you start to run out, then you can't say come back in 18 no. hours. you got to no. already be anticipating that you're about to run out, so now you're starting the next one right? Right. 18 hours uh, exactly. in advance. And wow. It's, and is that because the meat gets – flavor and tenderness is exactly. a, a certain amount Wait, so of what time. are you doing in there all night like uh, are you stoking the fire all night watch i have to i have to check the pits every 30 minutes to an hour Wait and a second. so when do you sleep uh i take barbecue naps <laughs> barbecue naps and uh i set timers on my iphone siri i love her and hate her <laughs> <laughs> wait a second so so you got to be nodding off all day right no during service i'm okay uh after services Sometimes, yeah, sometimes. Yes, <laughs> I gotta go little. take a nap and then what I come back. What is that gonna do to you if you do that long term? Though, I mean, I don't uh, want you to quit. Trust me, I want right, you to just right. keep doing what you're doing. Um, but you're sacrificing yourself for the rest of us. I I'm mean, you're gonna be messed up. But this maybe he's getting I'm enough I'm doing it. barbecue naps. Remember when Kramer yeah. did Cumulative. that? Kramer was doing like in uh, Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> he was taking like those all the cat naps or whatever, and then he fell asleep while he was making out with his girlfriend, and she was in the mafia or something, and <laughs> so she thought he was dead, and so they wrapped him up in a rug and threw him in the in the uh, the Hudson. Right. Um, <laughs> We that might have is that there yeah, a barbecue version of that on Jackson there Avenue? Is there? there uh, wait, so you're telling me you're taking half hour naps all night long, uh, and then waking up and doing rigorous things? You're, you know, you're, up you're for service. And yeah, and then that. going back to sleep for half but hour. But I got a, I got a great person watching my back, and mm-hmm. she, she lets me sleep late sometimes when I need it, and she's helping me with all the sides. She does all the sauces. Do other people do this? I, I, don't, I don't know. know. And I think we're, I, think, I think, so. think we're crazy. I, I, I think so I think too. We're crazy. Makes for a long so. day. <laughs> wow, <laughs> that's commitment. But the uh, the press we're getting and everybody's happy, and so we must be doing something right. And we're going to keep on doing it. And I'm going to keep my eye on the food and make sure 
that that every bite on that plate is. Now you guys tight. have kids, right? No, uh, old older kids, uh, old eight, kids eighteen and sixteen. Okay, and so there's boyfriends involved and other things. So sometimes they help out with the barbecue. Sometimes they that could be a good test. Stuff. Wait, you have a daughter? A daughter, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I I definitely bring the boyfriend over there and put him to work. <laughs> yeah. This will this will test his metal. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> See what I do for a night. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it's they're 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 at good ages where it's you. They can be understanding, and that could keep a, a teenager off the streets, too, in New Orleans. I mean, I, I, mm-hmm. I grew up here, and it's a great city, but uh, it's nice. To, it's like a nice opportunity to have a family yeah. business, right. and uh, they can socialize, and but also participate and be understanding of the lifestyle. Um, if your family had barbecue business instead of antiques or whatever, maybe you wouldn't be assassinating people in the death squads <laughs> yeah. for the CIA now, right? Well, I had to work with my family. That's why I'm assassinating, considering <laughs> assassinating right. people. But it was kept me out of a lot of trouble. Right. But not at night, like barbecue can. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, right. So he can't be going off doing anything crazy with your daughter if he's uh, if he's up all he's night man in that stoking that man right. that pit. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna start looking I'd into this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that sounds like a good idea. <laughs> um, okay, so we have not interrogated Emily <coughs> very much, which is okay. But Sorry. I would just like to know a little bit about um, your background before okay. uh, y'all met, and were you? Um, making pastries for anybody else and did you in new orleans um no i actually was born and raised in middlebury vermont um i went to middlebury college there yeah yeah that's my town Mm -hmm. and i started working you know pastries and stuff with my grandmother you know we'd go over there and we'd bake and i'd bake with my mom and you know i enjoyed it it was fun and my summer jobs i worked at middlebury college in the kitchen and um, at like a little farm stand that was pretty fun and I went to college and then my best friend from college was actually from here so when I graduated I moved down here and it was hard to find a job at first I was an art history major and so I didn't really pursue it um, but when I finally landed the job at foodies um, you know I was working in the pastries and I loved it and every job after that I went to you know try to work in the pastry department or the bakery you know, whichever it was. So that's how I kind of ended up doing it. And then we just kind of worked at almost every restaurant together. I would either get her the job or she would get me yep. the job. <laughs> <laughs> we worked really well together, which is something that some couples mm-hmm. really can't do. Um, our our cashier, our other staff person that we have <laughs> part-time, uh, she says that sometimes we uh, – work like we're one and we uh don't even talk to each other and we just kind of anticipate each Mm other um doing the pop-ups for three years out of a prius uh (laughs) stuff like that it it gets you uh really tight on on putting the food out so when you come to nola smokehouse you might wait in line longer than it takes you to get your food wait a second you didn't have all your cooking equipment and everything in the prius too right the two of you and the cooking equipment drove around no it was it was uh it was was a trailer involved no no trailer portable chafing dishes and uh pop-up tables you would you would smoke at some at home in uh our catering facility wherever we could Mm -hmm. at that time transport and then transport it 
Now, do you have any, uh, if, I know it's difficult and it, it's probably, it's very unique that y'all can work so well together, but do you have uh, any advice or something that you would say uh, that uh, you consciously do that enables y'all to, to work so well together or is it just fate and... I think it's a little of both. I mean, I think it's mostly fate, but I think sometimes if I know that Rob is, you know, something's not going right or he's aggravated for some reason, you know, I know to just kind of, you know, continue and do whatever I need to do, and I think that works for the same. And vice versa. We've been, it's like we've been to each other. We, mm. we, we, we know when the other one needs to back off or, or the other one needs to give a little push. Mm. Uh, some. <coughs> Sometimes I'll be tired, or and Emma will be like, "Come on, we just got one more hour, you know." It's one more day. Cool. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it kind of gives tiring. me that little, that little kick in the butt that I need to to get me up and mm-hmm. do that last round, you know. Well, that's incredible because um, it it is not always the case. I mean, it's family businesses in general are mm-hmm. becoming more rare, mm-hmm. but. Uh, the 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 uh it, it's it says a lot about y'all as people to be able to work together so well and and be so understanding and put out a great product and be so passionate about it so it's r- really impressive well, thank you oh, thanks sorry that wasn't really a question but i i uh, <laughs> i had to i had to but we say appreciate it. <laughs> we've gotten a lot of compliments in the past four months and it's it's very humbling you know, to be as small as we are, to be getting the accolades that we are. Pinning. Now, is there something so. that hasn't worked? Obviously, things are working really well. Is there something that hasn't worked that you tried? I don't think not so. Really. The smoke gopher, you know, whatever. Uh, I don't know. Is there something that just hasn't no. worked out? Not not really on a food level. Uh, we, we had some anticipations when we opened up. I thought it was going to be like Franklin's Grill and uh, Franklin's Barbecue, and we were going to have a line down the street. And, <laughs> you know, after the first month and, you know, there was no line and we realized that hey you know we better tighten everything make sure it's good make sure that we have our cost in control mm-hmm. and 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 really buck, buckle down because it's not that kind of city you know there's not going to be a line out the door for the brisket right off the bat but well, now at least not in the summer. Right. right. I mean, four months ago was when it was getting warm. I'm not, I'm exactly. Right. I just I'm, I'm optimistic that uh, you could have lines out the door. Yeah, but, I, I think it's some. But not point. many locals or tour or people visiting, even if they've are going to stand in line. Sure. I don't think it has anything to do with it, it, the it, possibility. Is there any might just right be in now? Austin? <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. No, I guess Austin's hot. Yeah. 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 Really Austin's hot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Three I to four hours they stand in line. Th- that for has that no impact brisket. on me, but I'm no weird. I'll, I'll I'll eat the same food no matter what the temperature. I mean, if I want good brisket, I'm going to want it in July. Why am I going to go? Oh, I got to wait till it cools off. Oh yeah, no, I, yeah. I well, the food. It's not like just it's like the line soup, outside, right? But oh, the oh, line. Yeah. I'm talking about. Like, oh, I don't the care line. about that either. I'll walk to this place to four miles to. Yeah. <laughs> right. <I don't> <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you guys work with with Good Egg while she's thinking of that. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Now we've had them on the show. We love them as yeah. well. Um, tell us a little bit about how that partnership works. I know they don't have that many um, different sources they use. They kind of right. limit themselves. So how did you get 
hooked uh, up with them. It was through Nate Weiner, uh, Winner, and uh, is that Nate the Pie Guy? Nate, Nate the, the Pie, pie Guy. guy. Oh. He, he's who we were. You said Weiner. I thought you're you're uh, your your side of the right, family. Okay, no, no. Winner. Yeah, and we've had him on the show too. We love him. It's spelled like Weiner, but it's Weiner. Go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. And uh, so we were doing pop-ups with him, and that's, we were doing right. Yeah, that's PJ. right. He sells a lot of his mm-hmm. pies to uh, right. Good Eggs. So too, it, yeah, it was right. it was through Good Eggs, yeah. and we he was doing something. I was looking for any other revenue streams that I could have on top of the pop-up, and uh, selling barbecue to the door and cryovacking and all that was kind of weird. So I started doing soups. I was a chef, and ah. soups are something mm-hmm. that I really enjoy doing, and it's something that I did a bunch of different varieties, and we sold quarts of homemade soup. So. Okay, oh, that makes sense. So we're not getting barbecue. We're not getting your barbecue right. through Good Eggs. We're getting your soups through Right, good I was eggs. doing okay. Brunswick stew, mm-hmm. brisket oh. chilies, Ooh, uh, vegetable, split pea. split pea and bacon, So uh, y'all lentil. don't have time to do that anymore? Not really, not okay. with everything. The 144 hours at Nova yeah. Smoke House. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty got me wrapped You mean up. you <laughs> don't have any free time after uh, 144 hours? I would love to start up my podcast again. I used to do NOLA Food Podcast, and that we had about 27 of them before I stopped. We went to Chapapila. We talked to some chefs around town, and we wow. were the only other food podcast, I think, besides y'all wow. that was out at the time. So. Huh. Some now, of them are so out now on have YouTube. You, have you thought about like buying a house next to it so you can like sleep in your own bed and pop up? I have yeah. thought about that. My yeah. daughter goes to Grace King High School, and she's uh-huh. a junior. So until she graduates, I'm not going to mm. move her out of her high school or uh-huh. do anything weird okay. like that. I'll just, uh, I'll just keep sleeping there. <laughs> <laughs> I um, think he enjoys sleeping there, though, sometimes. What do you sleep on? I have a I have a makeshift bed in in my office. Mm-hmm. And it's makeshift. Uh, Define makeshift. Oh, it's a it's a twin size bed, and you know I put a feather bed on there, and yeah. ah. it's really comfortable. Yeah, it's very comfortable. It's just she, small, but Emily makes sure I am taken care of for sure. Nice. Wow. Clean clothes, clean yeah. sheets. You know. Um, I would. We're getting close to end of our show, but I just wanted oh. to. Uh, I know. I want to f- hear a little bit more. I know we're we're, we're going to have to wrap it up soon, but um, can you just tell us a little bit more about um, what the about pop up mm-hmm. like that experience and um, and the difference between that and what you do today? And the difference that I found is uh, overhead. Uh, the overhead that we have with brick and mortar is extraordinary. <laughs> the <laughs> overhead we had as a pop-up was very minimal, and uh, that's the that's the big difference. And that's what um, you know. Pop-up started, I believe, in California. Chefs would do it at other chefs' restaurants to have some fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it never really, I think, was supposed to be anything more than that. What chefs started doing is using it in a way to showcase what they could do without being in a restaurant and having that overhead. Um, we did it the other way around. <laughs> we went minimal and started doing barbecue and slow smoked and, and giving something, giving the people something that they might not have 18 hours to do in their backyard and they still want a good plate of barbecue. Uh, so we tried to fill that hole with it. Um, pop-ups are great. Um, if it wasn't for pop-ups, we wouldn't be where we are. I think it gives chefs a great opportunity to express themselves. All right, cool. 
Well, yeah, unfortunately, we are Aww. out of time. And I wanted to thank you all so much thank for you. joining us. Thank because you. Really appreciate it. Obviously, your time is very, <laughs> your free time is very limited right. with what you all do mm-hmm. and having a family. And We love talking so about the subject. We love talking about food in New Orleans. We love the culture. We love our fans. That's where it's at. All right. Well, thank, well, thank you. you all so much for joining well, us. We love you all for loving all that. Our special guest tonight at Midnight Menu Plus One was Rob and Emily Bechtold of Nola's Smokehouse, uh, cooking honest, farm-fresh, smoking good food prepared with zen sensibilities for the, <laughs> for the uh, good people of the 504. Yeah, Nola's right. Smokehouse, uh, you can find out more about Nola's Smokehouse by uh, following the links on our website, it's neworleans.com. We'll have all those. We'll have... Uh, links to the Twitter and the rest of the stuff that was talked about on the show today. Thank you. Thanks tonight to Petite Pet Care for loving care when you're not there. PetitePetCare.com. And thanks also to Monkey Hill Bar and Magazine Street. At Monkey Hill, you can enjoy a five-hour happy hour every weeknight from 3 to 8 p.m. And every Tuesday is Taco Tuesday. Uh, Coronas, margaritas, and sangria specials plus $2 tacos. Well, that's it for tonight's show. See you next time on Midnight Menu Plus One. Till then, I'm Margot Moss. And I'm Ray Canada. Good night. Midnight Menu Plus One is produced by Grant Morris, Margot Moss, and me, Ray Canada. Our technical producer is Chris Keogh, and our director of everything else is Mary Ross. You can find photos from tonight's show on our website, itsneworleans.com. On itsneworleans.com, you can also check out our blog. You can listen to lots more episodes of Midnight Menu Plus One and other shows, including Out to Lunch, Happy Hour, True to the Game, and Mindset. And you can hook up with me and Margo anytime by following Midnight Menu Plus One on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And please be sure to sign up for, subscribe for our mailing list. Uh, and the fabulous audio quality of this show is brought to us by the equally fabulous Chris Kehoe and PreSonus Audio. More information about PreSonus recording equipment is at PreSonus.com. P-R-E-S-O-N-U-S.com. Midnight Menu Plus One is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsneworleans.com. For all of us here at Midnight Menu Plus One, thanks for joining us, and we look forward to seeing you back here next week on Midnight Menu Plus One. I'm Ray Canada. And I'm Margot Moss. Good night. Good night. You know Labor Day signals the unofficial end of summer, but not the end of your outdoor projects. Lowe's helps you do it right and helps you save with Labor Day deals throughout the store. Shop now and get two bags of Stay Green Potty Mix for $12. And keep your lawn looking neat and trim with a Craftsman 2-Cycle 17-inch gas string trimmer now $20 off at just $119. Whatever's still on your to-do list this Labor Day, do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offers valid through 828. Soil offer excludes Alaska and Hawaii, U.S. only.